swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of old scrolls simon's quest for john win earl rock shoes to earth clue keeps the exit gave news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. With well, this control issues, I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That dash is a hyphen, so type it cautiously. You can also go to your podcast provider, look for control issues, subscribe to it, download it, play it for your friends. Public exhibitions are completely acceptable. Let us know how you feel about it. Bump it in your system. Bump it in the ride. You can also go to twitch.tv slash pod. That's where we put up gameplay videos from time to time, and we would love for you to watch them. You can also go to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. Get up on it. Jam on it. Jam on it. <laughs> Jam on it. Jam on it. Yes. Um, well... Welcome back, A-Dub. I'm back. We are happy to be back. AMC is back. Control Issues is back. Back to back. <laughs> yeah, we took a week off, scheduling nightmare with the long weekend, that President's Day weekend, if you had off that Monday. That grown man game. That, that grown man day. That Lincoln day. That, that that Obama day. That motherfucker's coming over to see the baby day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. The cousins came over, got to see got to see my nephew, got got to see the kids play together. Theo dude. Theo dude. Gave, gave him that Theo smile. Mm-hmm. Um, giving everybody that smile. It's like Stanley's autograph. That smile. Yeah. That baby <laughs> through through thick and thin, through good and through the bad, always smile. That that is that baby is the real life incarnation of All Might. Yes. And uh, he'll be saving lives one day. A thousand lives. Yes. A million lives. <laughs> Delivering all the bad news. A million lives. <laughs> Um, yeah, but let's get into it, A-Dub, because it has been two weeks, and we've been playing video games during those two weeks, so A-Dub, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a, a smorgasbord of things. I fired up Mass Effect Andromeda just to see if I could, if I still had the knack, and as fun as that game is, I tried to complete a mission, and the dude wasn't letting me complete the mission. <laughs> I'm still glitching. <laughs> still glitching. Ugh. So, put that away. Uh, of course, I've been playing Darkest Dungeon. I'm getting. I'm starting to get the hang of it. Getting okay with the idea of characters being expendable and just running some level ones through dungeons just to get the loot, just to get some items, just to get some trinkets for my characters that I'm trying to build up. Who I'm putting through the the Centorium to get rid of their negative quirks, to get rid of diseases, you know, putting them in stress-relieving activities to bring their levels down, and generally taking them out every now and then once they're in prime condition so that I can level them up, get them better equipment, and, you know, take on greater missions. I'm still only doing 
level one apprentice level missions as I'm still getting the hang of navigating the dungeons quickly, which is the best thing you can do in that game because your stress level is constantly building. And if it reaches certain points, you get that negative quirk. And if you get to the next level, then you get the heart attack and you know, it's just bad after there. Your boy's going to be on death door. Your girl's going to be on death door. And then you might end up losing a character permanently. You don't want that in your life. Might have to flee a battle. You might have to flee a dungeon. You get stress on that. You get negative quirks at the end. You, these are things you just don't want in your life. So you got to get better at the game. I'm getting better at the game, building up my town, getting more facilities. Uh, I got higher level characters. And something I discovered is that once your characters hit level three, they they get a little high sedity. <laughs> you can't take a level three character out on a level one mission. They'll be like, nah, that's that's beneath me. Yeah, that experience ain't worth it. <laughs> nah, th- this is beneath us. So you can't overpower yourself and just steamroll easier missions. You can't farm, basically. So, you know, you got to keep taking out lower level characters to do lower level missions. And you got to use your higher level characters to take out higher level missions, which is actually a pretty good balance. Anyways, didn't spend much time with that. I decided to get back into the division two dun, dun, dun. topic of the week dun, 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 dun. no it's not the topic of the week not yet topic of the week <laughs> but will be one of the topics of the week yeah it's been a while since i played the game got back in it it was like riding a bike enjoying my scenery and my surroundings roaming the streets of dc i finally defeated all of the strongholds that were on the map thinking that that would be the end of the story campaign I was sorely mistaken. Instead, the Black Tusk faction invaded the entire map, took all of my control points, took all of the strongholds. Now I'm at the level where I'm accumulating gear based on its gear score rather than just its color and its stats. So, yeah, man, it's awesome. I, and I thought that was the end game, but apparently I'm only at world tier one. And the end game doesn't start until World Tier 5. So I got a little ways to go. I got to recapture all the strongholds. And I can't do any of those unless I tackle three missions in a particular area beforehand. At the same token, I've unlocked the the helicopter pilot that will take me on the expeditions. So I can get special gear in those places. I've unlocked the specializations. So I need to study three of them. I'm playing as the Grenadier right now. I got that grenade launcher. It is the biggest lifesaver against Black Tusk. Black Tusk has all kinds of equipment that the other factions in the game did not have, like walking sniper bots and mini tanks that look like Johnny Five. And they got a uh, giant flying UAVs that are flying through the streets, shooting grenades and machine guns at you. It's like a completely different game basically i feel like i've i went from the division two to like the division 2.5 or maybe like the division three because it's just so much more game so much more content the shit is popping off on every block (laughs) i can't walk that far without running into a confrontation either with my people and the various factions in the game or 
just with the various factions of the game fighting against themselves, which is dope. So, yeah, there's so much more meat on this bone. I believe The Division 2 was on sale for like 3 or $4 on a PSN sale. It's kind of foolish if you don't have The Division 2 to pass it up at that price point. So if you don't have the game and have been interested in it, I highly recommend you get it so that you can get it and understand what I've been enjoying for all this time. It took me 72 hours to reach the point where I am, and I'm looking to put in at least another 100 because this game is outstanding. But AMC, what have you been playing? I've been putting work into two games. Uh, the first one, the one I put the least Tony amount of work two in. Games. Tony two games. Tony two finger two games. Uh, the first game that I put the work into, uh, not a ton, but got a taste of it with Marissa, that being Celeste. We hopped back on that. Ran, ran a few missions, um, or at least uh, a couple of levels. Pushing our way. At this point now, we're m- making our way. I guess we fell. We descended to where we we had climbed on the mountain, the peak of the mountain. And we had to make our way back up with a, a new ability, which makes everything a lot faster. And so uh, with that, we, we're kind of pushing our way as we're learning more about the character and, I guess, making amends with our lesser side or, or darker side so that we could become whole again and not be so petty so yeah well um, <laughs> our character is improving and um with that we're, we're improving as we're playing through the game but yeah we didn't put a ton of work into that and so with that i played some octopath traveler uh so at this point i'm heading towards the chapter twos of all the other characters and um I guess what was kind of tough was what I was trying to figure out was how to attack each of the chapters because they have level requirements. And so uh, a lot of my characters, they're at around like, say, level 17. And I guess the lowest chapter two requirement is level 21. Um, Now, I have a main character, the protagonist, the the first character I selected who I can't take out of the party. So he's getting the most experience. and so with that, he's actually already like level 23, even though the other characters are, are a lot lower. And so I decided, hey, you know what, rather than just like trying to grind like my team up to like level 22 and then attacking this, how about I just go directly at it since this since my main character is already high enough. So I go at it, I'm playing through the story stuff, I'm getting through it, it's actually not too tough, and I get in. I get inside a manor, and inside this place, I have to steal a dragonstone for the thief's quest. And of course, I'm making my way towards the, um, I guess, that main area where the the dragonstone is being held. And as I get inside, I'm approached by a person who is not happy that I'm going to steal the dragonstone, and so now he wants to throw down with your boy. And so the fight commences. I'm I'm doing my boss fight of that chapter, and I quickly realize I'm I'm in over my head. I might have to grind a little bit more. These guys. Um, so probably my weakest character on my team, it's my healer that I have with me and they have about, I'd say about like 800 like HP and the boss is doing around 600 damage with one attack. And so if he's doing, if he does a double attack, he has three dudes with him who do around the same damage. And so if they both just decide to focus on that one character, they're not surviving one turn. And so with that, I decided, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to grind up a little in inside the castle and then head back into the base. So at this point right now, I'm leveling up my characters, getting them a little, a little bit stronger. Then I'm going to close out this battle and then keep it moving. So with that, let's get into the topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Serious question before you go into it, though. Yes. Is there 
is there a level cap in Octopath? I actually have no idea if there is. I haven't checked, but I'm assuming if there is, it'd be around like 40 or 50. You don't think Cash Money's taking over for the 9-9? Nine nine? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, never, I haven't checked to see if there's a level cap. It's more of whatever is required of me. That's what I'm pushing towards to keep it moving. Um, and as I'm going along, I'm coming across like new NPCs who might have a side quest, and I'm doing those, and it's... The it, what I did find out, which is kind of cool, is that I made it to a new area, and in that area, I ran into an NPC that I had helped out in the previous area. So now I'm learning that if I help out the NPCs earlier in the game, I may run into run into them later at in different places of the map uh, throughout the game to continue their storyline. So and then they give you some money. Yeah, <laughs> so they, actually, they give me those nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> That evasive nut. These nuts. That, that, that magic nut. <laughs> I really hope one of the characters is like, you can have these nuts. <laughs> what nuts? These nuts. Um, but yeah, let's get into the topics of the week. Top topics of the week. Do you want to lead it off, A-Dub, with some PlayStation news? Oh, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> going to be happy about it because nobody's happy about anything. But it was recently announced by Sony that they will not be attending PAX East. <laughs> Their reasoning being they have concerns for the coronavirus. Yeah, so the company announced news as an update on his PlayStation blog. They said today Sony Interactive Entertainment made the decision to cancel its participation in PAX in Boston this year due to increasing concerns Related to COVID-19, also known as novel coronavirus. So, yeah, they won't be there. AMC, how broken is your heart? I mean, it's one of those things, like, at first, when I first heard it, I was kind of like, oh, here come the conspiracy theories now. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) PS5's getting delayed. Yeah, they can't figure this out. It's going to be $900. (laughs) Yeah, um, also, another quick update, like two days ago, was announced that they're also pulling out a GDC alongside with uh, Facebook. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's the continued, the continued conspiracy of uh, PlayStation pulling out of these events uh-huh. due to the coronavirus. They're going third party. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, what the, the first take that most people had was like, well, what does this mean for a PS5? But I mean, I look at it from the standpoint of the company and how they have to deal with this with their workers. And that's with everything. Like, um, all we do is we sit there and we judge the, the companies because of a uh, crunch or because of toxic environments or, uh, gender inequality because of some small sliver of information that is void of the surrounding circumstances that generated it in the first place. Yeah. And then you have this situation where we have, new game we have a game that they were gonna i believe they were gonna have they were gonna demo the last of us 2 at mm-hmm. pax east um no i wasn't ready we're, yeah we're still waiting to hear about playstation 5 no nah, they're gonna cancel that amc and they're so, going to cancel <laughs> yeah and so the thing with like the last of us 2 is this is an opportunity to promote their game to get it into the hands of the public so then they can come back talk about it on their shows and really hear about this game and basically get some free marketing um and so yeah it's not in their best interest to pull out of this event and so you look at it from a company standpoint and it's are we going to force our workers 
to go to this event where they could possibly get sick like how is this going to look to us as a company especially with the fact that i don't know if you follow like the stories but there's that whole story about how there was the um the cruise ship that was held off of the shores of japan with like a couple thousand people on board yeah so it's something that's hitting actually very close to home for them as a as a company and so for them to China quarantining sectors of the country yeah and so yeah they're right in they're in that area of the world and even though pax east is in america they're very sensitive to how they're gonna uh deal with this uh virus moving forward and so yeah they have to look at it like are we gonna force our people to go there even if it meet like to promote our 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 goods but then there's a possibility that they're going to get sick. And so, yeah, from a standpoint, which means there's a possibility we're going to get sick. Yeah. And so from their standpoint, yeah, it's, it's the better move, but nobody really wants to look at it from that perspective. Do you think it's just management? Like, well, if they get sick then they're going to bring that back in the office and we're going to get sick and then we're going to lose all our money. (laughs) (laughs) There's your conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, we're rich, and if we get sick, we won't be rich anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like one of those things. Like they give you sick days so that you don't get everybody sick, so that would make total sense. But I think it's more the fact that they don't want to get sued, <laughs> because if there are people who are like, "Yeah, we don't want to go to this thing because we don't want to be out at a big public event where this thing could pass around, getting sneezed on," and it's like, "Well, no, because we need you out there to, to promote The Last of Us too. We need you out there selling that ass. We need people to." Yeah, we need people to hear about Ellie and what's going on with that ass right now. We need y'all selling the last of ass out there. Yes. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I think from a company standpoint, it's the right move because they don't want to get pulled into litigation with this. So, yeah. Well, apparently there are some people who don't think it was the right move. Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, sneeze. So today's trolls are coming sideways at Sony canceling PAX East. First troll says they need to man up. Just wear hazmat suits at all times and make sure to keep all Asians at a football field distance. That discrimination. That that prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> that fear mongering. Yeah. <laughs> Next troll says, in other words, they broke. <laughs> So now we're back to the Sony's broke trolls Uh after they just had one of the most successful console generations ever sold PS4 at a profit from day one. (laughs) They broke. They broke. Next troll. Don't lie, Sony. You weren't going to be there anyways. Much shame for using a global pandemic as an excuse for having nothing to show. 
nothing to show. The Last got, of Us 2 has no, is nothing to show. Got two of the most highly anticipated exclusives on their docket for 2020. Got Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us 2. Nothing to show. You ain't playing that on PC unless you get that PS now. So, mm, mm, mm. Dreams is killing it right now. Dreams killing it. Even uh, IGN actually published a review of Dreams from a game developer who played it. Glowing review. The person came in with pretty low expectations and was surprised by how well Dreams development tools were easy to grasp and allow people to make the kind of things that they wanted to make. We've seen things like somebody made the Final Fantasy VII remake, but with Final Fantasy VII graphics, <laughs> original graphics. Awesome. Somebody remade the Ghost of Tsushima trailer, but, you know, I'm yammering. You guys can look up this information for yourselves. Apparently, Dreams is killing it, and you need to go kill it, too. Next troll says, here it is. I'll start. Sony is lying and The Last of Us 2 is not playable and PS5 isn't ready. <laughs> Everything they're supposed to do this year isn't isn't doing. We've already seen gameplay footage of The Last of Us 2 and it's not playable. Significant <laughs> gameplay footage. <laughs> not ha- had a release date, got delayed. Yeah. Got a new release date. Still in 2020. It wasn't like pre-alpha footage with Nathan Drake falling through the water. Exactly. <laughs> Next show says, Sony is folding like a lawn chair. <laughs> yeah, so this like feeds into that narrative that Sony is just making all the wrong mistakes. That they're going to get caught. They're arrogant. They're yeah, cocky. They're going to get caught with their pants down going into the next generation. Phil Spencer is going to give Shuhei Yoshida the reach around. <laughs> Take those 80 million. Next show says, Sony is done, son. Got next, nothing to show. Next troll. Can you imagine blaming a deadly virus for having nothing to give to your fans? Only Sony, baby. First they use it as a reason to raise PS5 prices for parts. Now it's now it's to cover a lack of software. An absolute sham. Sham. First of all, deadly virus. Not just deadly incurable i mean i know there was some news out of san diego where they said they found the cure for the coronavirus in like two three hours but you know we got to get that to human testing we got to get that through the fda we gotta you know gotta get funding and then we gotta treat it like we do every other curable disease on this planet and not give it the resources and the exposure that it deserves in order to eradicate it completely while motherfuckers sitting on their keyboards telling people not to vaccinate their children as their children die so mm-hmm. that's what we're up against yeah dude get, get your life together first of all to raise price on parts we never even knew how much the parts for the ps5 cost so they're telling you how much they are going to cost it's not a raise it's not a lowering it's just what it is uh, i don't know where people come up with this i know <laughs> last troll says sony is doomed playstation 5 canceled canceled <laughs> next generation of consoles canceled <laughs> doomed yeah. I mean, uh, man, I know a lot of people are just being facetious, but at the same token, there are some people who are taking this stuff kind of seriously, and I want to assure you that you shouldn't because it's stupid. Look, the virus is definitely having tangible economic effects all over the world. Anything that's manufactured or produced in China 
is being affected. I had a couple Kickstarters that got pushed back because manufacturing in China was shut the fuck down. That's just what happens. And hopefully we can find a cure for this. Hopefully this doesn't become seasonal like the flu because last thing you want is two flus, except one of them's incurable. Uh, we should be devoting a lot of attention and resources to this outbreak. And hopefully, you know, the the best and brightest are on the case trying to get this taken care of what this means for sony you know you might be paying a higher price at the register you might just have to be careful about stuff but sony ain't going nowhere anytime soon playstation 5 is not canceled stupid and yeah man just get it together try to calm down try to be civil like all it takes is one announcement and then all these people like, shut the fuck up all we need is like one state of play and all these people shut the fuck up. They could <laughs> announce the PS5 with a price point on Twitter yeah. and all this goes away. Like it, and that's another thing that's been bothering me. People are so hung up on this idea that this news has to come at a big event. Mm-hmm. That's like, like, not it's, how it's the world be works. At E3. Yeah. It's got to be at this thing. <laughs> well, if it's not there, then they're not going to make it this year. Yeah. <laughs> Simmer down. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. To the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Week, week, week. Week, uh, week, week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into January NPD. Oh, that, snap. That 2020, the first NPD of 2020. Oh, damn. That, that twin of twin. How's the year shaping you up, know, AMC? bad, a dub. <laughs> games aren't selling. There's only eight on the top ten. Nobody's buying games, man. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is coming from VentureBeat by way of Matt Piscatella in the MPD group. So let's get they stay killing it, stay killing it. So let's get into the top twenty best selling games of the month. Top in the, twenty selling games, top twenty selling games in the United States. In wait, the United wait, States, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> number one, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. What? <laughs> that Kakarot. Goddamn. Kakarot. Goddamn. Yes. Good job. Good job. Yes. Um, yeah, Do you think the next Kakarot would be called Kakarot 2? It would be called Gohan. Or will it be called <laughs> Kakarot? Um, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, sorry, I'll do that. That's no, great. Dragon Ball Z, maybe it will be called Goku. It'll, be, it'll follow the Dragon Ball series instead of the Dragon Ball Z series. Dragon Ball Beerus. Because we became Kakarot in Dragon Ball Z. You play as a destroyer. <laughs> Number two. You destroy No Man's Sky. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. You mean to tell me that a Dragon Ball game outsold Call of Duty in any month of the year? Yes, which is great. Um, and also came out, I believe, towards the end of January. So still still killing the game. Yeah, damn. See, when, the what, Dragon Ball audience showed up. Showed up and showed out. Um, number three on the list, Madden NFL 20. Okay. Four, 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. All right. People, still moving. People still getting, moving units. Getting closer to that 10 mil, breaking mm-hmm. expectations. I think people wanted that orange lightsaber. Yes. <laughs> uh, number five, Grand Theft Auto Five. Back. Always, always in that fifth slide. Back. Always in that fifth slide. Yes, back from the dead, from the from the 36 chambers. Uh, number six, NBA 2K20. Staying. Balling. Still balling. R.I.P. Kobe. <laughs> yes, yes. A seven, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, still making that money. Eight, Mario Kart 8. Uh, just a note about yes. NBA 2K. I believe they released some content to help immortalize Kobe. So oh, yes. if you're an NBA 2K player, check that out. Hell yeah. You said number eight, Mario Kart 8. With Mario Kart 8. Number Mario- nine, A-Dub, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> Thought nobody wanted it. Thought, I thought nobody wanted to work out with their console. Are the Wii players showing back up? Like, it's Wii Fit. I did everything. I bowled a 300. Well, we got some new grandmas, and so they might need some ring fits. Got some, got some ratchet grandmas. <laughs> Number some, t- some grand thoughts. Some grand thoughts, yeah. <laughs> Patented yeah. and copywritten by control issues. Number 10, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. 11, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. 12, Pokemon Sword. That's right. 13, Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Battlefront 2 at 14. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 15. Need for Speed Heat 16. FIFA 20, 17. Just Dance 2020. Come on, Pokemon Shield. Spot, I know. Uh, 19, Mortal Kombat 11. And 20, to close off the list, to round it out, to finish it off, will it make it? Yes, it does. Pokemon Shield. God damn. <laughs> So people definitely leaning towards Pokemon Sword. I wonder what the deal with that is. It must be, must be like some rare Pokemon that people are just not having with Sword. I mean, with Shield and all leaning towards the Sword. Well, because you know, people like people are DPS. Uh-huh. <laughs> they want to get that Sword. They don't want to play defense. They don't want to play support. They don't want that Shield. They want that hammer. Um, all right, so let's get into some facts and figures. Dollar sales of track video game software fell thirty one percent in January compared to a year ago. To 311 million declines were driven by the new release slate as the january 2019 comparable month featured both kingdom hearts 3 which apparently nobody wanted but everybody bought mm-hmm. and resident evil 2 i think there's a bundle going on where you can get every single kingdom hearts for like 35 dollars. damn you get all the remixes all the remixes the bad boy remix kingdom hearts 3 which i believe got some dlc we invented the remix Puffy put on an album called We Invented the Remix after remixes had been around for years. Remixing remixes. <laughs> Remixing the best remixes. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's not shovelware, though. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot launch month sales were the third highest in franchise history, trailing only Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and Dragon Ball Z Bodokai. It's interesting to me that they're including Kakarot within the overall Dragon Ball franchise with the fighting games. That's kind of weird because like you don't include Smash Brothers in Mario Party or Mario Galaxy. So it's like anything connected to Goku. (laughs) Yeah, is is the same (laughs) umbrella. That's kind of messed up because Dragon Ball Kakarot is the first uh, not necessarily the first of its kind i mean there's been dragon ball z legends there have been games like it but the 
its success is not being compared to the games of its kind. It's being compared to the whole pantheon of Dragon Ball games, which is just asinine. Yeah. But, I mean, did well. There have been plenty of Dragon Ball Z games, and this is the third best already. So, um, it's showing some progress. Grand Theft Auto V. Grand Theft Auto V returned to the top five best-selling titles for the first time since August 2019. Grand Theft Auto V remains the best-selling video game in U.S. history. It's because they're giving people money. <laughs> <laughs> get this game now. Get eight million dollars. Go to the, go knock over a casino. Go to the casino. Go to that casino. Why don't you Why don't you give us some some of that shark card money? Mm. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure jumped to become the ninth ranked title on the bestsellers chart in January. This is the highest ranked placement for Ring Fit Adventure to date. Surging Ring Fit Adventure. The surging Ring Fit Adventure. That means people are hopping on it now for some reason. Is it? Does it drive Uber? Like, is, is, is it surging? <laughs> All right. Top 10 games. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't quite land. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting that people like I don't well hmm maybe people were trying to get off those last five pounds <laughs> for Valentine's yeah. Day and you know didn't but also didn't want to stop gaming. Well, this is January, but to your point, a lot of the New Year's resolutions January they want to work out more. They're trying to figure out a way to work out. They want to yeah. go to a gym. Yeah. I get a Ring Fit Adventure. Well, I could pay thirty dollars a month go to the gym. <laughs> But then I'm not getting achievements. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't giving my trophies tight. <laughs> um, so I'm yeah. outside the house. So once again, only reason why I bring that up is it's one of those things that when it was announced, people were like, oh, who wants this? Why would anybody want this? Why would they put this out? And it's selling months later. Well, after probably because We Fit moved 100 million Wii. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so the top 10 games over the last 12 months. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Two, NBA 2K20. Three, Man NFL 24. Borderlands 3. Mortal Kombat 11. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Seven, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Not the last time you hear about that game today. Eight, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 10, Mario Kart 8. Uh, we'll do the top five Xbox One games in January. Number one, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Madden NFL 20, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and number five, NBA 2K20. So Xbox players bought that weeb trash. Oh, yeah. Amazing. PlayStation 4 is top five for January. Number one, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Madden NFL 20, Grand Theft Auto 5, and five, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and then Nintendo's number, top five, number one, Smash Brothers Ultimate, Mario Kart 8, Ring Fit Adventure, uh, four, Pokemon Sword, and five, Luigi's Mansion 3. And um, just to hop ahead, number seven, that's where you'll find Pokemon Shield. Mm. And then to round out uh, MPD, Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware platform of January in both unit and dollar sales. That's good. They yeah. deserve it. Excellent console. Unbelievable library of titles. It's great. And, uh, yeah, happy to see Dragon Ball Z doing well. It seems like they've found their time of the year to release these games, which is January. Uh, yeah, as pointed out earlier, Dragon Ball Fighter Z was released in January of, I think, 2018, and that killed when it came out. And now we're seeing more and more of these weeb trash games coming out in earlier times of the year and selling well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually just dominating it between Kingdom Hearts, uh, was it Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, holding it down. Now, see, a lot of people would look at look at the success of Dragon Ball Z in January and 
spin that in a manner to say, well, that that's a sign that nothing good's coming out. This generation is dying. <laughs> it's like maybe Dragon Ball Z was actually a pretty damn good game because it outsold the likes of everything else around it, which are also among the best games yeah. ever released. I mean, Call of Duty, fucking FIFA, Madden. Star Wars, which is approaching 10 million in sales, yeah. came out in the middle of November, so it's still selling strong. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you got people with their Christmas money, and now they're spending it, and they're spending it on Dragon Ball Z because all they, the gift cards because their mama didn't, because your mama didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, what my mama do? <laughs> all right, so let's get into the final topic of the week. Final topic of, of the, the week. A dub, a game you've been playing. Oh yeah, has an expansion coming. Oh yes, it does. What you know about that? I know a lot about that. <laughs> no, I know about as much about it as you know. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division Two is getting a new expansion. You're going to be going back to New York. You're going to be chasing down the first Division agent. Is coming in early March, and it brings a lot of substantial changes to. The division landscape ecosystem. It's called Warlords of New York. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Gangs of New York with Daniel Day Lewis and yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, so I pulled it up straight from uh, Division site. So let's get right into straight some from of Matt the, uh, Piscatella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. I just love that name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting into some of the uh, additions, and there's a lot. So four new, four new areas, four new zones that you'll be searching. Um, Let's see. Uh, there will be three new factions: the Rikers, which are escaped inmates from Rikers Island Prison. That is dope. Yes. I hope they have like prison shanks. The cleaners <laughs> run up on you. Why <laughs> 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 lightning about to stretch? <laughs> I'm gonna still squab with this poop from the shell. I hope corrupt is like a, a named enemy. <laughs> <laughs> so cricket cricket um simon at a busy <laughs> yeah what if, what if simon's just in the yard and you can run up and talk to him tobias beecher <laughs> straight tripping off earl bit. schillinger <laughs> earl schillinger you could, you could you actually you could find uh was it dr gloria <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to stick myself so she can fill on me. me watch out boys coming fast <laughs> All right, there's the uh, the cleaners, former sanitation workers who believe the way to stop the virus is to burn it out. <laughs> and then the peacekeeper, civilian group made uh, from battle-hardened survivors and former JTF members. Mm. Down to fuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck. <laughs> uh, another addition, this is something that you might like, A-Dub, because you play Diablo. Let's, there are actually a lot of similarities with what we've seen with Diablo's in-game now. Oh, so many. This. Uh, they've added seasons. Uh, each will be 12 weeks long. A season will task you to hunt down, da- hunt down, manhunt targets, hunt, <laughs> hunt down and manhunt targets, uh, earn unique rewards in the process. Seasons will become available to for all players when reaching level 40, allowing you to earn a new skill mod and unique seasonal gear and cosmetics by progressing through the seasonal level system. So pumped. Yes. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Cause that's one of those things that, 
as you as you've uh, pointed out when you're playing Diablo, running through there with your wizard, getting all the uh, all the mission objectives, mm-hmm. the season progressions, you making sure disintegrate laser. Make sure you collect your season rewards before it switches to the next season. You got tw- twelve weeks. Speaking of, I got to make sure I log back in and clear out my mailbox. <laughs> I got like a mountain of gear that I that I need to get out of there before it just disappears forever. Another addition is uh, there will be core attribute categories. So, so there's SHD levels, the new infinite progression system, replacing the field proficiency cash system for all players having reached level 40. SHD levels allow you to invest points into one of four district core attribute categories upon reaching your next SHD level, as well as scavenging category granting your credits or crafting material. Um... The core attribute categories upgrades are if, if finite. Once maxed out, the SHD level points can spin can be spent into the fifth scavenging category. So, the categories are offense, which if you put a point into that, you're putting a point into weapon damage, headshot damage, critical hit headshot, chance, headshot, headshot. critical hit damage, defense, armor, health, explosive resistance, and hazard protection. Definitely going with hazard protection and explosive resistance on that one as far as the attack category goes probably going to build points into the critical hit damage category first just so that when i hit my spikes they are sharper i think it's you just put a point into offense or defense and then it raises all those stats that mm, i feel like they could have done that better utility that will entail skill damage skill haste skill duration and skill repair there's a miscellaneous that uh, builds up accuracy, stability, reload speed, and ammo capacity. That's the big one. And then scavenging, uh, that's going to be credits, steel, ceramics, polycarbonate. Uh, what you know about that polycarbonate? <laughs> what you know about them Carbon fiber, electronics, titanium, and printer filament. And what you know about? That printer filament. What you know about crafting high-end gear with your, your polycarbonates? You, you can get toner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. very excited about that. I mean, that's the equivalent of Paragon levels in Diablo, which makes me think that like you get a point and you can put it into one of those subcategories. Hopefully that's the case. I'll need to see it. You know, whatever it is, it's awesome. It's just more incentive to continue playing the game because you're going to become more proficient and more deadly while you're roaming the streets. Uh, one thing that players need to know when they're getting the Warlords of New York expansion is that once you go into that area, you are in that area until you're done. So, you know, don't go in there if you still have some loose ends to tie up or, you know, you got some scores to settle back in the streets of D.C. because you're going to be gone for a while. I believe the Warlords of New York, what do they have, like eight side missions, like six story missions? Yeah, yeah. Let me look it up real quick. It's, There's it's, something uh, where it's like a total of like 13 missions. Yeah, five main missions, eight side missions. Main missions and side missions are now linked together. Improved boss fight mechanics, unique skill mod rewards. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I, I believe that video we watched also mentioned something along the lines that was it like signature weapons or it's, um, I guess signature weapons might not transfer properly over into the new thing. So I guess if you've tweaked something, it might not show up with its mods. And eh. eh, sorry. Right. Um, so with all the, uh, core attributes, um, I guess you might be questioning like, well, what happens? Do I just 
am I now God mode and I'm just running through shit? Well, they thought about that and they're already ahead of you because there is going to be a legendary difficulty. Uh, the new legendary difficulty will become available at level 40 age for level 40 agents and select strongholds offering the most challenging PVE experience in the division two outside of the raids. Uh, a new elite sub faction of the black tusks will be sure to keep you on your toes through a new legendary AI. Um, this will be the strongholds will be Roosevelt Island Capitol building and district union area. Um, just running through the strongholds recently, a dub, um, what do you think a legendary stronghold will entail? Dealing with the strongholds myself, it, it was one of the few instances at this stage of the game after playing dozens of hours where it was like, if I didn't die in a scenario, I was getting by on the skin of my teeth. I mean, and this is also considering that I have hit points and armor out the ass. I got armor regeneration. I have health regeneration. Still just getting by with the skin of my teeth. And this is on normal. This isn't, you know, going back into the stronghold and upping the difficulty in order to get a greater challenge. This is just the stock stronghold as it is. And yeah, man, if, if you can bump that difficulty... If your gear is not tight, if your skills aren't tight, if your situational awareness is not on point, you're not going to have a good time. <laughs> uh, continuing with the uh, difficulty options, there is now global difficulty. You will now have the ability to set the global difficulty of your game up to heroic, affecting the difficulty of the open world, including control points and bounties, as well as missions. In addition, you will also be able to reset the map once it is fully, fully cleared, allowing you to take it back once more. The one thing that all open world games with territory type of mechanics should have had since day one the ability to reset the map because once you complete a map in an open world game of any type you've effectively neutered the game nothing happens like there's no enemies roaming around there's nothing to capture you're just roaming through this gleaming trophy of your accomplishments it's like oh okay well i guess i have no more reason to play this that's what I always liked with um, was it San Andreas. They did that really well, where you would hold down your territory, and all of a sudden it'd be like the ballers are trying to take this area back, and you have to go and defend it. And so until I, you've pushed everybody out, once you captured everything, it was done. Nobody tried to capture anything else. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, but I would like same that with idea. Infamous Two. <laughs> yeah, but I would like that option where it's even if you fought them all off, a gang might decide to like rise up and in somewhat I mean, a somewhat nemesis like system where they come back and they're trying to get their territory back and you at least exactly. have to defend it and if you don't say hop on for a while next thing you know all that territory is taken back yeah it, ne it needs to be perpetual like you can't it uh, this is one of those rare instances where i'm going to echo uh, a statement from the internet from the troll community it's lazy design when you have a game that has territory control and then you can completely shut out the enemy component that's like what are you thinking like eventually someone new is going to show up eventually something's going to happen you have to in order for the game to have replay value and to be something that you're going to want to come back to it's going to have to continue to have this dynamic ebb and flow of control and chaos without that you just have an open world and nobody just wants well i can't say nobody but you, you don't have the magic of the game if there isn't a persistent threat of some 
kind, however large or small? Um, yeah, just looking ahead, it's a lot of uh, getting into the weeds of things. I mean, we had watched a video and they got into the new levels of how you'll really be able to mod your weapons and re-roll and hold on to certain stat abilities to then roll them into a new weapon. Yeah, I don't understand what that's all about. Yeah, I I, I mean, I I would like to talk about it, but I really would have to get my hands on it first. Just on a speculative uh, point or speculative angle, I mean, maybe it means that so normally how recalibration works is that whatever's in your inventory, when you go to the recalibration bench, you'll have a menu. So if you pick something that you want to recalibrate, then you go down all of its different stats that you can recalibrate. You pick one and then there's a, a sub menu that shows you your available attributes that you can roll or excuse me, exchange for the one that you've selected and it'll also show you how many of those you have and what ranges that you have what i'm thinking that this update and this news is suggesting is that instead of you having only what's available in your inventory if you recalibrate something and break it down and take that stat then you just have that stat and you can you can just put it on stuff instead of just having like it's i have this ten thousand health attribute but you know i gotta pick what thing i want to put it on instead it's gonna be like all right i just found a ten thousand health attribute i crushed it now it's mine it's it sounds like it's going to be sort of like kanai's cube in diablo 3 where once you break down a legendary you just you have the maximum stat roll for that power and you can equip it whenever you want that's that's kind of what it sounds like to me yeah, um, they went into, so there's the, I guess, the reworked brand set bonuses to better fit common play styles, the return of the so-called dot roll, allowing items to potentially drop with maxed out attributes in all areas. Why this wasn't a part of the base game, never know, but at least it's going to be a part of the game at some point. That god roll. Yeah, I mean, when games come out, they should be perfect, right, Adu? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, there was there was some topic where someone was like yo why did why did they just i'm trying to think of the game that they were talking about but it was oh they were bitching about uh star wars jedi fallen order and like oh with the bugs that it had on day one they they should have just delayed it ea made them rush it out and the same person who was saying like oh respawn they're telling ea to go fuck themselves they're not putting in all their predatory practices and everything so suddenly they go from telling ea what to do to ea making them rush the game out with bugs and stuff it's like yo there's only so much money they have to make the game there's only so much time within which they have to make the game and at some point the game has to leave the company and get into our hands yeah well it's like no man's sky every time they add something if you take the perspective like well that should have been there day one then you'll just never appreciate the game for what it is so every time it should have been there day one it came out in what 2016 (laughs) it's 2020 now (laughs) exactly so they should have delayed it until now yeah so that it could have had all this content but yeah they gave you the base game and now they've continued to update it expand upon its foundation and now it's evolved to something completely different or something better and that's how you would like to see the life cycle of every game to be eventually 
Um, and yeah, this, I mean, this update, just looking at it from an overall perspective, just seems like it's enough. Uh, every time there has been like a, a new story mission added to the game, a new episode, um, every article I see is this enough for me to get back into the game and <laughs> people debate that nonsense and yada, yada. But then, Oh, well I beat the content in like six hours. Yeah. So it's, it's, now it's worthless. Yeah, it's worthless. Um, but then you look at, uh, what if you look at this from an expansion standpoint, this is definitely a point to jump back in when they've, pretty much given away the base game uh if you want to just drop if you want to basically donate three dollars to them you can get the game and then give them a an, an attaboy and a pat on the back yeah and you can get this game you can get the update when it comes out with the uh with the expansion so you can at least get the level 40 and all that good stuff with yeah so a lot of this stuff is coming to the game whether or not you buy the expansion which is awesome yeah and as dub pointed out he's put in 70 hours of gameplay in the base division two that we'll call it and there's at, at least 150 more hours left of the game if you really wanted to roll through all the tiers and all that good stuff which i'm going to do yeah and all the season one pass content is available for free so yeah. there's that the game there's just it's it's easily a 100 hour game yeah easy and that's and if it, you're yeah. just mainlining it you don't care about the commendations you don't care about the side content you don't care about you know the world tiers or the or the gear scores you don't care about the expeditions like i've just been playing the raw game i never played a dark zone i never played pvp never did anything of that like you know the most time that i've wasted is just dicking around in the world trying to farm for gear and just, just Everything has been enjoyable, fluid, smooth, gorgeous. Game is outstanding. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Like four dollars. I, I saw somebody on the internet like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be free. It's like, dude, you're trying to wait out four dollars for the biggest bang for your buck this generation, other than Diablo Three Ultimate Evil Edition. What are you doing? You spend four dollars on a Big Mac that you would eat in five minutes, <laughs> and then end up spending the four dollars. This was like a week or two ago. Is now on World Tier Two. You would go to. It's a, now further in the game than me. <laughs> yeah, you would go to a bar to buy a seven dollar beer that you're just gonna down. <laughs> But you don't know if you want to spend four dollars on a game that has two hundred hours of experience. Well, it's happy hour, but I feel like they're gonna have an event where they're gonna have free beer, yeah. <laughs> and then just go, just do a keg stand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, people. Yeah, but that's that's all I got. You got any more news updates? I ain't got shit about shit. Uh, you know, let's close out with this because there's been so much speculation with the coronavirus and the possible. <laughs> With the PlayStation 5 and what might happen to it, let's attack it from a different angle. Instead of people saying what their guarantees of what the price is going to be, let's look at it from, let's just look at the price of the next gen and what that would mean to you uh, day one wise. So let's say if the console was $300 day one, would you be more inclined to buy it day one? Would you hold off? Or are you sitting with that? Well, I'm suffering a personal dilemma right now. Because you know I want to build the PC. They shook my confidence in the the console cycle by releasing the mid-tier upgrade with the Pro. I want to hold off and see if there's going to be a PS5 Pro. However, with the rumors of the backwards compatibility at least covering the PS4 library, I'm feeling like, okay, I'd just be getting a better PS4 and I'd be prepared for PS5 games. 300 bucks, that's a steal. <laughs> 
But that also would suggest that it might not be as powerful as it should be. And I'd kind of, if they announced it at 300, I would kind of want to wait that out to see the kind of games that would be made. Um, all right, hopping it up now, $400. Where are you sitting there? 400 I mean, that's how much the PS4 came in the game at. So I would feel it would be a substantial enough upgrade. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be running out to day one that I would still, no matter what, I'm still going to want to wait for the games. 300s of steel. Like it's, it's tough being a grown man, having my own money. <laughs> it's like, I could just go out and get this thing whenever I want. It's not, it's not like it's going to run out. It's not like it's going to expire. Yeah, it's funny. Like how we look at the price of like gaming in general, because like, I don't know, like I'll look at, um, the switch and I remember I look, I would go to target every time and I'd see that switch sitting in that glass container. And I just be like, God, I want that thing. Soon. And, yeah. <laughs> and I would like hold off. And then I think it was like, I forgot how much it was at that time. But uh, and then I'd buy like a pair of shoes and they'd be like 150 bucks. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's half a switch. <laughs> yeah, and so like it's like there's that's certain, a switch. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like one of those things where you look at the price of gaming sometimes and it's like ah that seems a little too steep and then you'll spend that easily like on a on a phone or whatever. On you'll some, spend like a thousand dollars on a phone. Dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I bought a jacket that <laughs> was like 200 bucks. It was yeah. just like I could have bought a switch. Yeah. So like I mean there there is that all right and so to close wrap so it. well it's like i don't want it day one makes the question complicated because i'm already i don't buy consoles day one that's just not my thing 300 bucks that's easy peasy it, if and when i just had the urge to be like you know what ps5 time and then i just go and get it 400 eh, you know a little tough still in the easy peasy category it's just it's 400 bucks and now the number that everybody seems to be speculating and falling on 500 dollars. that's tough <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's one of those ones like even i look at it like where it's like i would probably even wait for like it'd be one of those things i'd wait and see like all right are games starting to come out that are exclusive to playstation 5 that like i need to buy and then two is the experience that much of a difference but yeah i could see that one being a little tougher for people now if say microsoft if uh xbox comes out also at 500 and they're alongside the 500 dollars um i can see then people being more inclined to buy it but i think 500 dollars that's where people start to look at the value a little bit more and it's like mm-hmm. well this one's 400 dollars and this one's five and that's sitting there at 300 dollars. and that's also a lot of room to come down in the future like 300 dollars is not a lot of room for them to come down you know that that's probably going to be close to the rock bottom price that you're going to get at most a few years down the line you may get it down to 200 you may get a 50 dollars price drop in like two or three years mm-hmm. with 500 dollars, you know that shit's coming down 100 bucks in like two or three years mm-hmm. so you may as well just wait it sounds like an inordinate amount of time but it's really not i mean we're almost we're almost one sixth of the way through 2020 <laughs> i mean if you look at even like the playstation 4 and the games we've discussed it like the games you played year one they're games that like were good at the time but are very forgettable in comparison to the games that i've played since then and so yeah i look at that as like 
the first year isn't necessarily a must-buy year. Yeah. Uh, depending, obviously, on the launch titles and what's considered actually exclusive an exclusive experience. I mean, let's just juxtapose <laughs> uh, what Killzone, Shadowfall, and what and what the fuck the division or not the division of what's his face watchdogs oh yeah watchdogs <laughs> let's juxtapose watchdogs and kills on shadowfall against like ghost of Tsushima in the last of us <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and and rdr2 <laughs> yeah red dead redemption 2 we got cyberpunk coming yeah. let's put let's put infamous second son and uh, and, and Destiny, the original Destiny, before the Taken King. Yeah, before Division Two. <laughs> against, uh, <laughs> against like Borderlands Three and Control. Yeah, yeah. So I, there's like no comparison. I mean, and so yeah, you look at it like you don't necessarily need to buy a console the first year. And I, I would think that's looking at it from a broader perspective. I think once you hit that five hundred dollar mark, that's where people really start to look at it like, oh, this is probably a holiday purchase oh i don't know about this here yeah it's like <laughs> gonna have to get a deal gonna have to come down on that yeah like it's it becomes more of a holiday purchase for some people like especially people without jobs and then <laughs> in general like I'm, I'm sorry to laugh no i understand the plight of the working class you know it's hard out there not only do people need jobs but they need like second jobs third yeah. jobs well i mean we're in our 30s i'm talking about like people in high school <laughs> who get their consoles from their little parents. kids yeah <laughs> jeweling and eating ass yeah yeah um so yeah and like for that crowd it might be a little bit tougher to buy that day one so that would have to be like a holiday purchase um and so well, yeah. maybe if they bought fewer jewel pods they could afford it <laughs> yeah um and so yeah less avocado toast i think if you if you hit that 400 dollar, i think that's like that's a good range where i think like people are then considering it more lining up to buy it day one once you hit like that 500 dollar range that's where it's like mm, let's wait for like a must buy to come out well like i almost want to credit sony with discovering the price ceiling on consoles but i feel like neo geo accomplished that way ahead of time because wasn't a neo geo like 600 bucks back in the 90s it was something ridiculous like where something absurd it was stupid it was like absurd how much the neo geo was <laughs> no don't get me wrong neo geo games were say bone as they say in creole but it's come on now six hundred dollars back in the 90s when a nintendo was like a hundred dollars yeah when a, when a snes is snes wasn't even 200 was it or was it 200 I don't even remember, but just like all the competitors yeah, I, were, I didn't buy my SNES. My mom bought it, so I have no idea how much she spent. No on one it. bought their SNES. <laughs> <laughs> no SNES owner bought their SNES. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I feel like Neo Geo found that ceiling very fast because that was the talk of the town. Like, look at this expensive ass console. What are they about? Ugh, it's too pricey. It's like no one ever talked about Samurai Showdown, Metal Slug breakout all the the smk games king of fighters 94 all that shit nobody talked about the games it was the price it's too much it's too much i mean a somewhat more recent history you can even then as you're saying with sony pointing to the price of the playstation 3 when it first initially launched it not not just the price of the ps3 the prices of yeah. the ps3 the 500 dollars version and then the 600 dollars version yeah. right out the gate like yeah. get out of here had your ps3 pro ready on day one yeah 
that was the uh that's the sony that people tend to say like oh well, that sony is now coming back that's that that's that ken kudaragi sony <laughs> <laughs> that's that get a second job to buy this console yeah, Sony. that you should feel honored to buy this console sony <laughs> and i was twice so it was awesome Oh, uh, mine definitely broke down. Yeah, <laughs> that yellowed. Yeah, before yellow, there was yellowed. Yeah. Um. Anything else before we get out of here, Edo? Uh, I believe there's another Neo Two beta coming. People are already predicting that it's going to be a sales flop because it's inaccessible and too difficult, even too for the core fan base. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is happening? Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake looking good. You need to stick with it, baby. Maybe we're getting a demo. Maybe we're not. Are you are you hopping on that um that expansion for uh was it Dead Cells? That, that, I mean that Prisoner Escaban. <laughs> <laughs> I like to fire up Dead Souls every now and then because it is just a quick action game and it reaches the mindless level once you know enough about the content and what's going on where you can just run through it and do what you got to do so dead cells is just good fun anytime any day of the week i recommend that for everybody you got the prisoners edition coming to the switch so that's some good news there i'm trying to think of more stuff but i can't think of more stuff so i'm just gonna let it go This is Control Issues. I am AMC. And this is a dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Suckers. Control Issues! <laughs>